I first met my co-host when she had a syndicated talk show right across Canada talking about all things sex. Sex with Sue. Sue McGarvey. And I am the milkman John Milky from BTRradio.com. You ready? Let's get turned on. So, Sue, I think if you were to ask someone how many types of sex are there, uh, the answer would either be one or bazillions. But you have an article that says there are eight. I actually think there are many, many, many more. And I posted it on our Ducklings. We are the Ducklings.com Facebook group and said, okay, give me some other ones that you can name. So they are... You know, what What do you do? So this is scheduled sex, you know, where you actually put it in your calendar. I'm Some people aren't a fan. I'm a big fan of scheduling. You love your calendar, don't you? I really do love my yeah. calendar. And if it's not in it, it's, if it's not important, I don't do it. But if it's important, it's in my calendar. And sex is important to me. Spontaneous sex, you and me, baby, up against the wall, right? Do that. That's me. More. That's you. Morning sex, you know, waking up with wood. For some people, it's like, don't touch me, get that thing out of my back. And other people are like, hell yes, I'm going to I'm gonna jump on it. Not, try something new sex, which I think everybody universally is good with. And you know what my secret cheat is? I go on Pink Cherry, pinkcherry.com, pinkcherry.ca. They have discounts. Okay. Not only do they have loyalty points, but they have this blowout section. So every time like I say, okay, I got 40 bucks. I'm going to spend on sex toys and I'll get them for 90% off plus use my loyalty points and I'll get this box of cool new stuff that I have. And when I'm ready to try something new, look what I have. I have all this new stuff in my in my tickle trunk of toys and it's new. <laughs> and I haven't tried it and my partner hasn't tried it. And if I don't like it, I throw it out. But if I do like it, I blog about it. So that's that's the deal. All right. All right. Makeup sex. You know, uh, we hope to not have that. Outdoor sex, which is not a great thing when you live north of the 49th parallel. And I don't it was, know. It, it, depend, it depends on how cold it gets. A nice, warm, sunny, win- sunny winter's day is not a terrible thing. If especially uh, maybe in March or something when you've, you've already acclimatized. I've been freezing. <laughs> like, I'm just yeah. like, I'm freezing all I the time. I generally don't do well in the cold, but. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm ready to go to Florida. Romantic sex. And vacation sex. So I said, okay, where's the kinky sex? Where's the sex with friends? Thank you. Where, yes. Where yeah, is that? Yeah. Where is that? Where is the, you know, where is the, um, I need to paddle your ass and we need to exchange role. Where's the role play sex? Like all of that stuff. So I put it out on my list. So I would love listeners to say, what are the sex that we're missing? What have you thought about? You know, where's the really dirty I'm going to be, you know, we're going to do something really naughty. <laughs> okay, now you're speaking my language. How do people get in touch, Sue? Sue at sexwithsue.com. Send us a note. Find out what kind of sex you like. So when you first brought this to my attention as a possible topic for the podcast, by the way, hello, listener. Welcome to Turned On the Podcast. I'm John Milkey. She's Sue McGarvey. Uh, Sue, I honestly thought we were going to talk about the Asian fetish, but that's not the case at all. This is a crazy story out of China. Strippers have been banned. I I can't believe I'm going to say this sentence. Strippers have been banned from funerals. Because of bizarre erotic shows to honor the dead. So here's the deal. <laughs> I didn't so know I could have I strippers at a funeral. I know. So, so you know, it's that whole crazy rich Asian movie where they go out onto the, you know, 
they go out into sort of international waters so they can have all the strippers and stuff. But apparently, it is a thing. If you have a favorite stripper, or and you know, a lot of a lot of different people have mistresses or geishas or you know, women that they like to frequent because that's the cultural thing. I'm sure they have it in France too, where they want to invite you to your funeral. And they want to put on a show for you and your casket to one last send off. (laughs) Anyway, so apparently it was banned in different funeral homes. And then they have been taking these funerals off site so that they can do this. So instead of instead of being a bachelor party thing, it is a. Yeah, yeah, let's let's uh, let's do a really big send off. The funerals are now the new bachelor parties. So, the okay, so the person passes away. They're married, you know, and and now their widow, their buddies, their widow is a. Hey, their buddies are putting. Oh, I see. The buddies are having almost like a bachelor party. This this is an Irish funeral. Oh, instead of your buddies bringing all the you know the the you know the whiskey and you know hiding how they're going to do the send off. I was just wondering how the you know is the wife in on this and okay with you know former stripper you know dance sorry dancer you know mistress being okay. So this is happening without the wife's knowledge, kind of like the affair did in the first place probably well probably or not or she's you know doing the appropriate stuff and the guys are having a secondary (laughs) send-off celebration of life (laughs) yeah and that's instead of buying flowers guys guess what you're gonna you're gonna give your buddy a a stripper as a send-off so sue i was aware that siri is pretty smart and knows when I'm at a Tim Hortons and will push a coupon to me, etc. I didn't realize that Siri knew when I was having sex and how often. What is going on with my smartphone, I guess, is the question. Well, your smartphone is dictating when you can have sex. And you know, you know, if you move your hands vigorously, it may think that you are self-pleasuring or whatever, but it's all regulated on your smartphone. No, I think if I start moving my hands frenetically, my phone is going to start thinking I'm having a seizure. (laughs) Maybe, but (laughs) Apple's getting all this data of people's sex life because if you put it into love mode on your smartphone and on your Apple Watch, I know, right? There's a love mode? There's a love mode apparently on your... Hang on. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just, listen, I don't have a watch. I don't wear jewelry because I keep banging things and breaking them. I don't have earrings. I'm I'm a klutz. And that's why I don't wear it. But I, I, I my phone is attached to me. But apparently you can do a love mode. Some of the new editions, ah. uh, you know, the new Apple, the new Apple 12. And uh, people, all those tech people are going to go, Sue, I don't know where it is. I'm just saying that there was this piece that came out in the tech journals talking about love mode on your smartphone and how often you're having sex. So this way, if you're having a fight with your partner, you can say, we haven't done it in so long. And you could pull out your phone and go, hey, you know, we did it. And, you know, we did it this time. Or you, or they can say, no, no, we have a twi- we have, we've been doing it twice a week. What are you talking about? And you can pull out your fo- phone and say, this is the definitive response because we are not getting it on anywhere near as much as the national average, which is 2.1 times per week, if everybody wants to know. Okay. So I'm I listening think, to you. I'm just, I'm flipping through my phone. I'm trying to find love mode. Well, I don't know. I think that if you can add some pieces and I think if it's just a reminder for you to get up because you've been sitting too long or a reminder for you to do some exercise, I think it should be reminding you to have some great sex with your partner. Well, I mean, we could always use that reminder. It's kind of why this podcast exists in the first place. Is it not? And oh my gosh, yeah. Sue, I've just found it. 
I've just you found, found it. I found love mode. I can't figure out how to <laughs> how to activate it. There we go. All right. Okay. So, Ca- so you're gonna start charting it. You and you and Carrie in the mornings, and we're gonna start charting <laughs> how much love mode you're doing. And so I'd like to hear from listeners, Sue at sexwithsue.com. Tell me how much love mode you're doing. All right. And for those, maybe maybe we're way above the national average. For those looking for it, it is on the iPhone. I'm iPhone 8. So it goes back obviously to older, uh, go to your settings, scroll down. You're looking for a thing called focus. We'll put this in the show notes too. Okay. Focus. You tap the plus sign in the top right and then custom. So you select your icon of choice. I chose the heart, duh. You name the focus, and then it will send you notifications just like that. So yes, there is a love mode on your iPhone. Oh my God, this is fun. All right, Sue, lava surfing. It's a thing. Oh yeah, if you go to if you go to Hawaii and you can say that you're on you know this rock that's you know in your running shoes and your shoes start to slowly smoke. But it's actually on live lava and you can go. But right now you're probably reading about it. They have one of the biggest active volcano in Hawaii is Mm. is like lava ing. It's it's erupting. And so they've had to ban it, not just for safety, but apparently it's like it's like having sex in cemeteries or out in like beautiful, you know, hot springs. They're having to stop the orgy seekers from having sex on lava. I know. I know. Listen, I I, I get thrill-seeking. Is lava not, like, scalding, like it will kill you hot? Yeah, 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 to the bone instantly. But apparently there are spots, and it's hot and steamy, and it's a little bit dangerous, and there are places where you're allowed to walk, you know, on but eh, they can't stop everybody because it's an entire mountain. But apparently there's like there's lots of people there's you know you've seen all these influencers who are getting kicked out of countries because they're having sex and you yeah, know yeah. Tibetan monasteries and I'll show whole, them. Yeah, there's a whole and you know on top of the the you know the Eiffel Tower there's a whole group of people who are running around the world being naked and having sex and videotaping them. It's a whole new TikTok yeah, yeah. stream. It's no, a I, whole I, new thing. But yeah, but the big one is right now because we've got an active volcano, Hawaii. I, listen, I get risk. I get the thrill of, you know, okay, I top of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Hot lava? That's going to leave a mark, Sue, and not the good kind is all I'm saying. No. <laughs> no, but, you know, they have lots of them doing, you know, crazy sex on motorbikes. And, sure. you know, they're trying to do, <laughs> they have this one story. God, I love these things. This story about um, tattoo artists were tattooing each other, trying to have slow sex while they tattoo each other. No way. Like, uh-huh. They were going to do an intimate erotic tattoo. Ah. Well, and if it can't, you know, on the other hand, if and, and I don't have a tattoo on my body, I don't know if you do, but if I'm a tattoo artist and all of a sudden I've got, you know, ink that isn't sort of within the lines, I at least have a really great story to tell as to why, don't I? Absolutely. We'll wrap things up on a serious note. What do you got for us today? Well, it's not so serious, but there's this great new book about how mindfulness can make your sex life better. Okay. Um, So Dr. Lori, she's from Vancouver. She was out there. She was in California. And she's written this book about her research about how to up your sex drive, especially for women, around being mindful. And you know what? When I was training, mindfulness was like tantra. It was this like crunchy granola, 
you know, I, I had like, I had urologists. We're talking about, you know, heart A into slot B. And, it, you know, they were very science clinical. But this is about basically, it's it's a little bit about meditation. It's a little bit about noticing what your body's trying to tell you. It's a little bit about not trying to fix it or shame it or anything. Is just sit and notice how you're feeling. That's it. That's what mindfulness is. It's just acknowledging where you're at without trying to fix it. And then it sort of dissipates by itself. Because if you try and fix it, it's like sand through your fingers and you just, ah, it's like, oh, I can't, it's like trying to force yourself to sleep. And mindfulness will apply to all kinds of different aspects of your life, right? Like I'm big into mindfulness as it pertains to my business. And I'm trying to do away with a lot of these little jobs that I've taken on over the course of five years of trying to get my career restarted, whatever else. And I'm mindful of the fact that there is no payoff to this. And I've got bigger things going on now. And it's time for me to start delegating or saying no to these things. You and I talk about this off air all the time. So how does the mindfulness aspect as it pertains to sex? differ from the mindfulness as it pertains to self-awareness and, you know, almost, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy stuff almost. Well, I have the book. So certainly if you write me, Sue at sexwithsue.com, I will email you the book. Like, ah. Talk about a perk. Talk about a perk for listening to the show. So I will actually, I buy the rights electronically because if you get have books and you're a therapist, you give them away, you never get them back. But what I what I'm understanding is the practice of it, and it's not like it's not as woo woo as you think it is, or at least I thought it was. Mm-hmm. It's not as difficult as you think it is, and it has big dividends in terms of understanding how your libido can can improve. And here's an example. So if you are, you know, you're struggling to be turned on, women especially think they have to be turned on before they go into an encounter. And that's not how women's sexuality works. It's a responsive sexuality. So if you're into it and you're kind of, ah, we can touch or he's really into me so that I'm going to allow myself to be turned on or I can sit with it. I have one client who has to, you know, basically she has to read a, like she's, she's reading, you're rereading classics like Lady Chatterley's Lover and D.H. Lawrence and reading some, you know, Emily Bronte to, and she finds that that puts her into a mood of feeling sexy and erotic, whether, whatever your thing is, you got to read, whatever. It just allows you to get yourself into it so you can be responsive to sexuality. And therein is the mindfulness, the recognition of what my triggers are, what my currency is and what excites me. Sue McGarvey, always fascinating conversations. We do this for you um, almost on a weekly basis. We've been pretty good so far. Uh, The podcast is called Turned On. We are on Apple, Spotify, Google. Oh, I've added us to the BTR app. I bet you didn't know that. I know. No, I didn't know that. Well, since you do a show with me on my radio station, which is called BTR, I figured I'd add you to the BTR app. So there you go. Just search for, oh, and on Instagram as well. So Turned On Podcast. Sue McGarvey, thank you as always. Take care. 